Hi, and welcome to another episode of Mums Figuring It Out. And I'm Roxanne St. Clair, and I'm here with my partner in awesomeness, Miss Jo Alexis. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Mums Figuring It Out. Um, today, it's Roxanne and I having a conversation we know you, know you you love that, so we're gonna we're gonna dive into another topic today, and um, quite a big one, I think, because I feel it it comes in many shapes, sizes, and forms. Um, so as you all know, these conversations go where they go, um, and our topic for this week is change. So Roxanne, I'm gonna ask you to kick off. What does change mean to you? Thanks, Joe. Change, as you said, it's a big topic. But one of the things I would say is that it's the one of the things, one of the two things that we're guaranteed in life, because we will never get through life without experiencing some form of change. And as we know, the other thing is we'll never get through life without coming to the end of it. So that in itself is change. So what does change mean to me? It means growth. It means being prepared to do something that you've not done before. Mm. And one of the things that I like to associate it with is with innovation. So the Japanese have this um, phrase Kaizen, which is about making small incremental changes. And normally there are small incremental changes to improve something that's already there. And so that's how I like to look at change. It's the opportunity for something new. Yeah, that's mm. what I'm going to do with. So I'm going to throw the ball right back at you there, Joe. What does change mean to you? It's interesting actually, because as you were speaking, I'm, I was thinking it's it's an interesting word because as with a lot of things in life, it's all about our perception and the meaning we attach to it. So, you know, I could say to one person change and that brings up a lot of sort of dread and fear. And we could say it to another person and then they're like, oh, this is quite exciting. Like you talked about being innovative and growth and all these kind of like positive words. Um, so yeah, I think it's quite that, I just thought that was quite interesting, just an observation there. Um, but I agree with you. I think change is, I think it's inevitable. Um, we won't go through life without experience change. Um, and I do think our ability to navigate change does depend on our perception and how we perceive that change, whether we perceive it as negative or can we look at it and think, okay, this isn't great but is there something I can learn from it, this experience? And and that takes a bit of, takes a while to get to there because I'm not going to say, oh, I've always been like that because that wouldn't be true. Um, but I think as I've been doing sort of like more personal development work and, you know, coaching and all those things that it brings you to a place of understanding that, as I said, change will always happen. And it's about how we, how we navigate that, how we manage the change. Um, and that's what, yeah, that's what will get us through. I mean, one of my favourite sayings when, when going through <laughs> challenging times and changes, you know, and this too shall pass because it's, 
it's 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 me recognizing that you know a change a thing might happen it may not be favorable in my eyes um but it's a phase it's something that i will come out the other end of um i don't know how long that's going to take but it's kind of being like okay just keep working through it and you will come out the other side at some point mm. and you mentioned about challenges and again that thing where oh you know and most come on we're all human and a lot a lot of us tend to want to resist change because it is that fear of the unknown but then the, the flip side of that is quite often once we've gone through it we're actually glad that it happened because we've now got something better than what we had before but at the time we can't see that because we don't know what's on the other side of that door what's on the other side of that challenge yeah. and it's so easy to stay in our comfort zones and stay with the familiar because there's no surprises and we know what's coming next. Uh, but once we've had to go through that journey of as the, the chrysalis um, evolves and becomes that butterfly, we look, oh, this thing is so beautiful. And had we not gone through that, we would never get to see this thing here. And that's why I try to take an optimistic view towards change. And yeah, you know, in life, I've had some, some really challenging moments, which I don't always go on about the challenges that I've experienced. But even going through those, there's always been that little glimmer of, okay, as you said, this too shall pass. And there's something there waiting for me on the other side. And with what we've had over the last few years, I've lost quite a few people. And one of the things that's helped me to cope with that level of change has been the thought that, okay, these people are no longer here. However, the only way that I can honour them is by doing the best that I can do with what I have now because at least that way I'm still here. So I can, I still have that choice to do something good, to, to do something different, to make life mean something. And that's been, that had become a coping mechanism to deal with loss. And, you know, that's another kind of change that we touched on before, but it's, it's how we deal with it. As you said, it's the perception that we attach to the change itself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, there are, so many transitions and I think like you said in the last few years we've probably all gone through so many waves of emotion and you know it's been a, a complete roller coaster so I think yeah it's um, understanding that you know change is is going to be there like you said how how do we navigate it how can we you know what what support mechanisms can we use you talked about coping mechanisms and I think it's about understanding, you know, what tools you have, building, building your resilience, building those tools, you know, self-care is all a part of that. Um, you know, whether you meditate, whether it's, you, you know, exercise, you know, looking after your own health and, and well-being, like all of those things, um, doing things that you love, having fun, like all of those things are like this toolkit that you can just build up. So when you do have, um, challenging situations or do have to go through these transitions that you've got some tools to support you along the way and in the same way you know having 
people around you, your support network. So I think knowing that it's inevitable, that there will be change. It's about how can we build our toolkit? How can we build those resources that are going to help us navigate that change as easy as possible or, you know, trying to make it as simple as possible. I'm not saying it is easy, but how can we make that process um, as painless or pain-free or reduce that pain um, in some way? And, you know, I think for me, you know, we talked, you know, as I mentioned about like meditation and um, different techniques that we can use. And I think for me, one of the things that helps me with change is, you know, my faith, my belief, like I said, and this too shall pass, that there is this higher power supporting me all along the way that's that's uplifting me, that's keeping me going, that keeps me energised. Um, and so that's why that is a really important part of, um, for me, of how I navigate change, because I feel that's the thing that keeps me strong, that's the thing that keeps me resilient. Um, and then again, with change, there's, as we talked about, I mean, we've talked about there's lots of different types of transition. You talked about, you know, loss being one. Um, parenting is another huge transition going from not being a parent to suddenly you have this newborn baby in your hands. And, and that's another, I mean, the whole sort of pregnancy itself is is one transition. And then, you know, when you've got your, you know, your child as well, that's another transition and so many adjustments and changes. You've got bodily changes you know, environmental changes, you you know, things that you've got to adapt in your home. So again, there's just, there's so many transitions that we go through in life. Um, and yeah, it's, I, I really believe it's about having the tools and resources to navigate them. Yeah, and before you actually mentioned about the parents a bit, one of the things that came to my mind was the fact that this, you know, this podcast is for mums figuring it out. And I think for parents, a very important tool and skill that we require is how do we support our children as they're going through change? So it may be that they're changing from schools. So whether they've left nursery and they've gone to primary school or they've or the bigger change of going from primary to secondary school, because that is probably one of the biggest changes that our children go through at a very, I won't say vulnerable, but at a very special time in their life. And, you know, we ourselves are feeling anxious for them, but how do we then support them so that that transition isn't, so onerous for them because they've gone from maybe being the the big kids in a small environment to like the, the, these new children in this huge environment with people from so many different walks of life and they have to cope and not to mention you know whereas before they were in one classroom for nearly everything and teachers may have come to them if they had a change of teachers whereas now they've got to go and find these rooms in the, the unfamiliar buildings and locations with all these different teachers, they've got to be totally responsible for themselves. They've got to know their homework, keep their diaries and do all these different things and still be okay. And, and they're still expected to deliver and to keep their grades up and to be comfortable and then to come home and share that with us as parents when sometimes they're just tired and they don't even want to talk about what they're I was just going to say, that's why, they don't want to, that's why your teens don't want to talk. They've had a hard day. <laughs> 
But yeah, it is so true because we're from our perspective, but how can we support them? And do we ask them, you know, what support they need from us? Or do we just make sure that the environment that we create for them is as welcoming and relaxing as possible? So that when they come home, that's their sanctuary, that's their safe space where they can literally just come and sit down, let out that breath and feel okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 so true. And yeah, it is a huge transition. Um, yeah, for any mum out there when they go into high school, it is because the change is, is that's the kind of like the biggest change you see in them. Um, but yeah, I think it's a combination of those things that you said, actually. I think, I definitely think like you said, the sanctuary, I always think of home as a sanctuary as well. So I think that the environment you create at home is really important. Um, but also, I think as parents, we are role models. So, you know, if we are doing the self-care and we are taking care of ourselves and have certain strategies and tools that we're using and we're sharing them with them, um, they will then become habits for them if they see it happening all the time. You know, if you're it's not guaranteed we know that children as they get older they have their own minds and they will do their own thing um however you know if you're setting that as a, a standard or that's kind of one of the values in your home it's like you're going to exercise you're going to eat healthy um you're going to practice self-care then they're more likely to to carry those things on i said it's not guaranteed but they are more likely to carry those things on um and then as you said then the next you know the next kind of stage on from that is you know if they go off to university and again there's another huge transition <laughs> for any parent who's had their child go off to uni um <laughs> i've seen it for you because i know what i was like when my daughter went off to uni um, <laughs> and so again that's you know another huge transition that um we as parents have and and there's more beyond that obviously I haven't got beyond that yet so. yeah but yeah but in you in mentioning the going off to university because I know that I consciously made sure that years before I was doing things that mattered to me so that I didn't feel that emptiness syndrome because I know many parents go through that as your child becomes an adult and they start to become that much more independent and they go off. It's almost as a, you know, what's my role now and feeling redundant, especially if your life has revolved around your children and then they've gone off. It's like, well, what do I do now? You know, where's my worth? Where's my value? And I know that consciously making a decision to get involved in things that matter to me that I could give my time, my knowledge and so forth to actually do those things meant that I wasn't sitting at home waiting for the phone call or what have you, even though, okay, we'd message each other anyway. But, you know, there, there was that thing that I was prepared to let go and feel that, okay, you're there. As long as I know you're okay, then I'm not going to be worried. I don't have to know what you're doing 24 seven and hope that the training that you've had from home as you know puts you in good stead so that you can cope out there and that's the other thing because a lot of children or young people go off to university and they've never lived on their own before they've never managed their own budget and 
they then get there and within the first two weeks it is the phone calls home <laughs> help i need this i need that <laughs> because that's another conversation <laughs> that is a whole other conversation <laughs> that's another episode <laughs> yes. um, but yeah no it, it is so true that um yeah, it is, it is prepared. Yeah. And I guess it's preparing them and it's preparing yourself. And I guess just as you're talking also, I'm thinking about, you know, I suppose it depends on your home dynamics as well. So like, I know for me as a single parent and it's just me and her, you know, then it, that becomes such a, a big void in, in one respect in terms of like, there's, there's no one else there. <laughs> so mm, that mm. dynamic is, is I guess different. I can only speak yeah. from my own experience. Um, and that's not to say that, yeah, I mean, I filled myself, I, you know, I used to play sport and things like that. So that, that was filled, but it was, it's just a different, um, yeah, it was just an unusual dynamic for me. And we were, you know, we were so close to so that, that, yeah, I just felt that quite, quite deeply, I guess. Um, and every parent's different, you know, that's not to say that if, you know, there are more of you in the household that you don't feel that. But I know for me, it was, uh, you know, the first, first year <laughs> was, was uh was a big thing but then yeah you know again it's a change so you adapt you um learn to work with that in whatever way suits you so yeah doing more things for yourself and learning and growing and whatever it is that you choose to do get involved in sport which is something that i did so yeah i think it it, it is different for different um different people mm. Mm. But yes, and you say that void in the home is all. It's it's. I suppose that because we are spiritual beings, we're made up of energy. That absence of that energy source will always be felt because you just know that something's missing, mm. and no matter what, that something will always be missing. And you come in the door either expecting to say or hear something that's not there and the band is missing yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no one there's no one taking the mick out of you anymore <laughs> things are where you left them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. but yeah yeah it's again though but as we said life you know we will none of us will get through life without experiencing change and it's how we deal with it, how we, whether, whether we embrace it or whether we try to resist it and then just take, take us that bit longer to get round to accept it because in the end, once it's happened, what can you do? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and it also goes back to, and I think we probably mentioned this in, a, in another episode, but you know, when we're raising our children, we're raising them to be independent, aren't we? And we want them to be independent and be able to stand on their own two feet. And then they go off on uni and you're like, ah! <laughs> And there are other times when you're like, oh yeah, that's because I raised them to be independent. Yes. Um, but yeah, it, it's life. And actually at the end of the day, it's well, that, that's a good thing. They, they, they are um, being independent and doing what they want to do, which is really important. So I just think, well, we've, you know, they do that then we've done a good job then <laughs> and I'd, I'd be interested to hear from our listeners just what change means to you and what what tools and techniques do you use to help you to navigate through life's changes so do email us at 
mumsfiguringitout at gmail.com. Or if you're on a platform where you can leave a comment, leave a comment or leave a review, because we would love to hear from you in terms of what does change mean to you? And is it something that you like? Is it something that you try and resist? Or do you just not think about change at all? Do share with us and let us know. Yes, so that wraps it up for another episode of Mum's Figuring It Out. Thank you for tuning in and it's a goodbye until next time from me. Okay, and bye from me. So take care and we look forward to connecting with you again on the next episode. Bye for now. Bye-bye.